Oh, hey there, all you cat dogs. And um, what was the one with the otters? The, the, there was like a little kid version. Welcome to Respawn Name Fire Kickass Revenue Game Podcast. Podcast. Podcast from Apple Idiots. I'm your host, Adam. Repeat the same word three times, Gumbert. And today we have with us Chad. You remind me of Daggett Doofus Beaver, Michael Ennis. Well, thank you, Adam. Are you talking? Was there a, an otter show where two otters were conjoined? PB and J Otter is what I'm thinking of. PB it was a little kid. And they show. were conjoined? No, they were just brothers and sisters. Living in a so very boathouse or whatever. Yeah, yeah, not at all the same. Cat dog we would also not have, have been us. a successful TV uh -huh. show, nor would there be any story to tell if it was just a cat and a dog living together. No. What made it noteworthy no was that they were conjoined. They put those animals together. Uh, where did the butt start and, and begin? Also, we have with us Alex, uh, Norbit Foster Beaver, Cozina. Do you want to know where the butt begins and ends? <laughs> Allow me to illuminate you. Oh, he turned the lights on, audio listeners. <laughs> I don't actually know where it is. I just thought it would be fun to say that in sync with me saying illuminate. Sorry. Okay, nice. No, it was great. But my favorite thing, again, obviously we're talking about old Nickelodeon cartoons. My favorite thing that I found out was that Rocco's Modern Life is streaming on BET+. Plus. No idea why. Doesn't really make any sense, before, but it is hold there. On, hold on. Before anyone looks it up, what do you think the monthly subscription price is for BET+. Plus? It's got to be like $14.99. Um, it's got to like be like outrageous. American dollars. American dollars. Yes. Yeah, that's expensive. For, that's like more than Netflix. Or it's like Netflix. Well, Netflix is, is $24 a month now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, if you have the 4K. Uh, I'm going to say it's like $7.99 a month. I'm going to say $3.99. I'm going well, to say it's, three it's like one of those things where you're like, you can get Hulu and then like for an extra four bucks, you can add on BET+. Plus. Like, I don't think it's its own standalone thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking up the price of BT yeah, Plus Alex, for us? You said fifteen, right. right? He said fifteen. Uh, Fourteen ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, I said six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. First of all, props to them for getting the website BET dot plus. Okay. Good. Stream Black Culture. Oh. Start your free trial. Plans starting at five ninety nine a month. There we go. Right, I'm okay. 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 Yeah. I'm too I'm too influenced by all of our inflated Canadian currencies and subscription plans. I should have, you know, aimed a little lower. A lot of them are expensive, but some of them are not. Uh, you can catch us for free on twitch.tv slash affiliate Sunday evenings at 8.30 Eastern Time, YouTube podcast services, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern. Upcoming on today's show, we got some stuff about uh, C's and D's. We'll wait and see what C's and D stands for. But first, layoffs and more happen at Xbox. Sorry, from sorry, Tom sorry. Before, Ivan. before we get into serious mm -hmm. things, it's $10 if you want ad-free BET+. Mm. Yeah, or I've recently cool. gone to ads for everything, by the way. What? I've recently gone to ads for stuff that I actually had to pay for out of pocket. Because it was just getting crazy expensive. Yeah. Like Disney literally like doubled its like doubled its price like year after year, and I was like, I'll just have ads and get it for six bucks a month because I don't fucking care. Same thing with Netflix. But Max, fun for the whole family, included in my cell phone bill, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, oh. Yeah, very cool. Layoffs and more happen at Xbox. So basically, this is split into three segments. So I'm gonna start and I'll stop, and then we'll sorry, talk about. Sorry, one last thing. What's going on? You're talking about BET Plus still. The slogan, binge the black, get BET plus limited time, two month, $2 per month deal. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Google just cutting off 
the headline. <laughs> binge the Black is not the actual headline. It's Binge the Black Hamptons Kingdom Business Zatima and more. <laughs> but on Google, you only see Binge okay. the Black. I I'm glad that we we found the proper one in the end. That's hilarious. Oh man, uh, very good. So I'm I'm splitting this story into three parts because there are three uh, things that are of interest here, right? So last Thursday, Microsoft announced plans to lay off 1,900 staff across Xbox, Bethesda, and Activision Blizzard. I'll stop there. First of all, a lot of layoffs. Um, the numbers for this year is like in the month of January, we're already over half of what happened all of last year. So uh, honestly, um, you know, obviously business stuff happens, redundancies, yada, yada. That's a lot of fucking people. So hope everyone over there lands on their feet. Go ahead, Chad. There Are we is talking a, about beat the black or whatever? No, no, no. I'm looking at the Kotaku article. Kotaku's keeping okay. a continuous article all year long. Of everything. And every time somebody lays someone off. And I'm pretty sure... I'm trying to find it in here. I'm pretty sure that we have almost met with this new Xbox announcement. We've almost met last year's six hundred or six thousand something people. I'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think we're at like 70 percent of what happened last year, something like that. Wild. Uh, so that's the first part. Obviously, that sucks. Hope those people land on their feet. Uh, hate that it's happening to everybody. But here's some uh, new stuff that came out. Uh, alongside that. So alongside the news, it was confirmed that Blizzard's president, Mike Ibarra, and its chief uh, design officer, Alan Adam, Adham, are leaving the studio and that its untitled survival game, which was announced in January 2022, is no longer in development. Uh, inspired by games like Minecraft and Rust, the project was codenamed Odyssey, uh, was set in a new universe and had been in development for six years, according to Bloomberg sources. Uh, also, according to Bloomberg, the title was ultimately canceled because of technical issues with the game engine being used to make it. So that's the second part, because I remember, I think we talked about that on this podcast at some point about this survival game they were making not happening anymore. So there's a canceled game coming off the back of some layoffs. Update on the number. Uh, I know, As of January 25th, yeah. 2024, at least 5,959 people have been or will be laid off this year because some companies are saying mm. we're going to lay off X number of people by the end of Q2 or In whatever. the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whew, crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything about the survival game? Because I have one more part to this, but I just, I'm breaking it up. Uh, I wasn't aware that it existed until this news story broke. You know, it, it's still pretty unfortunate considering that, you know, it, you can't claim that like uh, Blizzard has been, you know, one to kind of push a lot of new IP as of late. This could have been something big and new, but alas, it's probably not going to happen now. For sure. All right. And then moving on to the third part, uh, Microsoft has also shut down departments dedicated to bringing Xbox game to physical retail, which is you've seen the digital only Xbox console leaks. So you can get an idea where Microsoft is going there. According to Windows Central editor Jess Corden sources, uh, continue from Jess Corden. Note, reducing retail team doesn't confirm uh, Microsoft is quitting physical retail for Xbox games yet, but they can outsource and might be consolidating here. Um, also from Daniel Ahmad, uh, there are certain AAA games with 80% plus digital shares on Xbox these days, so it's not surprising. Indicative of how next-gen will be for sure. Those are things from Daniel Ahmad. So we got the whole picture. Layoff. Canceled game. Um, people made a point of the physical stuff. Changing, at least. We don't know if it's going to be gone for good, but definitely changing. So, yeah. Uh, tough week for everybody all around. I mean, we didn't even mention here, like, Riot. Like, 500 people. It was just a lot of shit. But I think Xbox... You know, I don't like talking about layoffs often because it's like depressing. But when one of the big three does it, like, I feel like it's definitely a newsworthy thing to talk about. So mm. it's also really like I know that a lot of the 
justification for it was we just bought Activision and there's a lot of redundancies in some of the the people who came in. So I know that there's like, yes, yeah, some business reasons for it, but to come off the back of spending $69 billion to acquire Activision and then lay off almost 2,000 people a few months later is, it's just, it, it blows my mind. It's wild to me. It is rough. Yeah, I, I guarantee, it's not a bet I want to make, but I guarantee that that number from last year is going to be like half of what we get this year by the time it's all said and done with. You just hope it's oh, not yeah. anything crazy. But I know, I mean, fucking like, I don't, I mean, we made a joke. I made a joke whenever we did Fantasy Critically where my team name is what's left of Embracer. But legitimately, like, I would not be shocked if yeah. 90% of Embracer is gone by the end of the year because they just, every day, it's like, yeah, we let 50% of that studio go. Just like, randomly so it's tough it sucks you would hope people will have a lot of money would do better but and business i guess it's probably too like morbid of an actual topic to do on the show we probably won't actually do this but it would be fun to be like all right let's make a list of all of embracer's studios which is here by the end of the year which is gone like let's play bingo with the studios i started again very morbid idea let's not yeah. actually do it but i started to have this thought <laughs> yesterday of like you know how there's that Depends on where you're from and who your parents are and how they were raised and all that kind of stuff. But there's this, like, if you want to go into the arts and your parents are like, oh, dear God, please don't do that. Be a doctor. Do something that makes money, right? And I'm like, is video games, and some and in some respects, the whole just tech industry is like, is that the new, please, dear God, don't go into that industry? Because it's unstable no, yeah, go, and you're not going to make money and you're going to get laid off all the time. And Go work for a bank if you want to make money. And you have those kind of technical skills to go work for a fucking bank and just, it won't be fun, but at least you probably won't lose your job, right? <laughs> yeah. It seems safer. Yeah. Who know? I don't know. I was my, you know, I had a friend in the discord thing was like, he works at a real estate company. He's like, oh yeah, 90% of the people at this real estate company have been laid off in like the past year and a half. I was like, holy shit. So who knows? Tough stuff. Hope everyone lands on their feet and Where do you go? hope that there's passionate people. What do you do? I, I don't know. No idea. Become a CEO, I guess. That's the only way to be safe. Yeah, shit. Do a startup. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Try to do your best. But yeah, again, shout out to those people. Hope they land on their feet. It's tough stuff to see. We're going to move on to playtime. I'm going to go ahead and get Chad out of the way because I know he's trying to hide it in here and I know it's in here. What do you think? And I'm I know you're to hide? hiding it. I'll let you get to it, but what do you play this week? Mm, I did. What is RP, though? Like, I was trying to hide it. Remaster Platinum, that's what it was. I got the Final Fantasy VII PS1 remastered on PS4 version Platinum Trophy. And I won't talk about it too long. I will just say that I am so glad that we are out of the the era of games where there everything was completely opaque and impossible to figure out unless you knew, unless you had a guide and that things were not impossibly difficult for no reason. What was that, Alex? <laughs> that was... <laughs> OBS, I love you, but sometimes you got to make it more obvious when a source is hidden and when a source is locked and unlocked. <laughs> I thought that source that I was moving around was uh, hidden, but it was just unlocked. You're not supposed to see it, don't worry. Uh, that being said, if you are someone who is looking to also platinum this game, it is not 
a difficult platinum to get if you are 100% following a guide word for word, because there are so many trophies in this thing that are one of the, the stupidest, most egregious ones was uh, my very last trophy that I got was go on a date with Barrett. There's a point in the story where someone in your party will ask you out on a date. And there's this invisible system in the background that you've never been alerted to the entire time that is keeping tabs of what you say to who, who's in your party at certain times. If you go and you take this person to Fort Condor and you talk to this old man and you say yes, then that will secretly give that person a much more likely um, way of going on a date with you. Barrett starts at like zero points. Eris starts at like 50 points. So like there's also this unbalanced thing. So I would have had no idea how to influence that in my entire life. Um, I had to follow. I had to start the game again and play for another like three hours in order to get that trophy. But then there are also there's shit like I've never in that game or in most games played the like really difficult post game bosses. Like in this one, there's emerald weapon mm. and ruby weapon and all these kinds of things, and I, I never found them or sought them out just because I knew they were gonna be super difficult. But Jesus, I was dumb question. Yeah, sorry, real dumb question that I've never thought about until now. But I mean, it, it it's weird that I've never thought about it. When you beat Final Fantasy VII, does it drop you to just before the final boss, or no. do you get to explore after? Okay, so there's definitely a, a, a point of no return where you have to make a save and then continue to go back and do mm. stuff. And in fact, that's what I did. I, I I made a save. I actually went out and leveled up to the level 99, got everyone's final limit breaks, and if you fight Sephiroth at the very end at level 99, then he's actually super powered as well. But yeah, I I got mm. to level 99, was using the cheats for like in not invulnerability but like after every hit your your HP and your MP and your limit break just go immediately go back up. And even then, I was fighting Ruby Weapon with everyone's ultimate weapons and everything and I was I barely beat that thing. It's so stupid. It's so stupid how difficult that is for no reason. But then yeah, they just obscure fucking you have to get this materia, Knights of the Round materia. Really cool summon. All the knights of the round table come and just like slash the bad guys, super powerful. To get it, you have to breed a gold chocobo. You can breed a gold chocobo by breeding a black chocobo with a wonderful chocobo. Wonderful cho like chocobos are found all over the world, but only specific like tiered ones, wonderful, good, great, fine, bad, are found in certain areas. No one ever tells you that. You just have to know that if I get a chocobo from this island and this set of tracks, and that's a fine one, and you have to breed a fine one with a great one to get a blue chocobo and then a blue chocobo with an opposite gender green chocobo which you go and you breed the same way it's all due to chance to breed them together after you've raced and won nine races and that creates a black chocobo and then you have to go find the and it's it is so stupid so stupid so yeah i'm glad we're past that area of gaming if you plan on getting this platinum trophy 100 percent follow a guide um but yeah glad i got that out of the way lots of cool things i'm excited for a rebirth uh, these next two, AC and CC. I just recently learned that all the Final Fantasy VII, like, spin-off content is AC, BC, CC, DC, EC. So AC is Advent Children. Uh. And that's the movie that came out in 2005, I think it was. I watched that again. for the yeah. I haven't watched it in, like, 10 years. It's a bad movie. It's a really bad movie. Oh. <laughs> Aren't they all actually bad? What was the one that was like supposed to be like, oh, this is the the pinnacle of CG animation? That it's was like it's Final just Fantasy it is a bad Spirits movie though. Within. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, they were pitching like, this character is going to become like an actress. Like you can hire her to be in your magazine ad. I mean, like we're kind of getting there nowadays, but still. Um, Yeah, so this movie, Advent Children, takes place two years after the original game. Dumb plot, dumb everything about it. It's not good, but cool battle sequences. And I was thinking back in 2005, I was 15 years old. All I've ever seen of these characters are like these blocky, stupid things or like this low res PS1 art or somebody like goes and illustrates cool concept art for for people. And to have like to see a two hour, like so much money poured into the CGI of this movie because it still looks really good today. Like the, the boss looks like, so good. Uh, <laughs> Freudian slip. I said boss battles. Well, I meant to just say fight scenes. The fight scenes extremely impressive yeah. like very iconic in terms of you know not quite being quite like anything else out there yeah so yeah watched that on my quest to consume all the final fantasy 7 stuff on the way to rebirth um bc is b before crisis which i think was the like mobile soldier mmo game or whatever they released last year that nobody played cc is crisis core so I played a, the mm. first chapter of Crisis Core Reunion. Again, very stupid trophy list. Follow that guide uh, if you want the Platinum Trophy. It's beatable in 13 hours, Platinumable in 50. So I will definitely beat it and move on to something else and maybe come back and Platinum it. This game is dumb. <laughs> I played this mm -hmm. on PSP a long time ago. And then now I'm playing the, the remaster, which it is literally just like 4K res. Well, on most <laughs> platforms, 1080p, but... 4k quote unquote on ps5 even though i started the ps4 version instead because they look almost identical to me just one runs at 60 frames and one's at 30 and you can double dip on the platinum trophy if you do the ps4 first so that's what i'm gonna do um but yeah this game it if final fantasy 7 is like this this jrpg with like adult theme not adult like sexual but there are sexual things but adult adult themes around like life and death and identity and and um what is it to exist and these like these really complicated adult themes and then crisis core comes along and zach it just is the stupidest cartoon character with the dumbest voice saying the dumbest shit his his character animations are, it is it is a it is not fun uh so i will be playing 13 hours of that and moving on very quickly to uh watch a 45 minute overview of dirge of cerberus which was the vincent spin-off ps2 game that was a shooter about vincent the vampire companion that you have in final fantasy 7 so that's dc and then ec was ever whoa, whoa, why don't you play that why don't you play that one it's not you it's not playable anywhere uh and apparently Go buy a it ps2 is, it is yeah. also incredibly bad apparently <laughs> oh well, sure we have to do well, the my understanding is that game does feature like cloud and a lot of the other companions but not to like the same degree that you want them to be in there yeah. like it's the kind of game that you would play because it's like oh technically it is technically a sequel to final fantasy 7 but it's not really and then finally ec is ever crisis which is the mobile play through all the scenarios of all the final fantasy content in this one mobile game that i tried out last year and said this is, i hate playing this and so I'm going to watch a YouTube video about all the origins of Sephiroth stuff that apparently was part of that, too. So that's it on my way. And then, of course, I'll do a very fast replay of Final Fantasy Remake before Rebirth comes out in exactly 31 days. 
I don't think you're going to get through all of those things before. You don't know me. I, uh, I do first know of all, you. I only have 11 hours left of Crisis Core. Uh-huh. And then the other two games are just watch recaps on YouTube. And then I have to play mm. on easy mode. I have to play remake. That's it. Because I already have that platinum trophy. I've beat that. Twice. No, you got to go buy a PS2, find a copy of Dirt to Cerberus, <laughs> and you have to play it. Pass. Or you're not doing it right. Horde pass. <laughs> uh, all right. Cozy. What are these things on here? One of them is a thing, and the other thing's a thing. Tell us about the things. I've been playing a little bit more of Signalis. Uh, I will say, uh, after last week's episode, I proposed, you know, maybe we could do our barf review of Signalis like before like our recording of this episode. Uh, I'm glad that we agreed not to do that because uh, I'm still ma- w- making my way through the game. Not necessarily an indictment of the game, but still checking along. Um... And yeah, that's mainly all I've been doing this week in terms of video games, because I am still working hard to prep the debut of Cozy Bear's Cooking Season 4. When we last touched base on the upcoming season, I decided to move the debut of it from the 24th to the 31st, which is this upcoming Wednesday, by the way, if you're listening to this right right now or on podcast services, uh, the uh, season's debut is imminent. And I'm definitely very glad that I moved it up a week because that extra week gave me time to implement a whole lot of changes and fixes otherwise would not have been able to um i actually i actually did basically you know it's funny over the course of the past few weeks and saying man this you know current season of coast bears cooking is a lot like a video game i've been working on it planning it out like you would like straight up just like an incredibly complicated triple a game and so much so that i straight up did basically a beta of this season i went on a we talk a lot about secret discords. I went on a secret Twitch channel and straight up just did like an hour and a half long stream, treated it totally like a legitimate episode of Cozy Bear's Cooking, but like didn't tell anyone and just did that so that I could afterwards take down notes of, all right, what does work, what doesn't work. And now all I got to do is I got to kind of address all those complaints, comments, and concerns. Unfortunately, there were enough issues with that beta recording of Cozy Bear's Cooking Season 4 that I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day, but you never know where it might pop up in the future <laughs> or if I might one day choose to release it in some capacity. But we will see. Oh, so I don't want to blow up your spot, but... If there was maybe a weird phantom vision that just appeared, a la Sam Barlow, uh, immortality kind of a game, did it happen to be the Destiny cookies? It may or may not have been the Destiny cookies. Interesting, interesting. You might want to go over to my Twitter account if you want a little bit more context into that. Ooh. Very good. So, yes, excited for that Wednesday. Everyone be there. If not, you're... Uh, the king will be mad. The king will be very mad. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive. K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E. Very good. All right. Moving on to me. I, first thing I did, only did it for a couple hours, but the kid was home with me today, and he wanted to play uh, a game. I was like, sure, bud. What do you want? And we played some Overwatch. Not Overwatch 2. (laughs) That would be crazy. No, Overcooked 2. Ah, that's good. I've played it before. Um, this is definitely the farthest I've gotten into it. Um, and apparently I don't know when this happened or how it happened, but I have a free DLC. Don't, I have an entire DLC pack from the season pass. It's like surf and turf or (laughs) surfs up or something like that. We were on the beach. Uh, I had no idea. So we played some story mode, 
played some of that. That game goes places, man. Oof. Where it's just like, it gets, I'm like, we need four people. This is impossible with two people. <laughs> this is too hard. Holden and I were uh, really good at that game together. And like we, something about our communication or the way that we were playing, it really clicked. And then we did it as a RAF game night once. And Cozy was there. This was years ago. And I remember after that, Holden was like, you were really mean to Cozy. <laughs> I was like. Because there was that one instance where you, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong game, but like there were two seats on the boat. And I was like, I was the one that found the boat. And I was like, all right, there are two seats on the boat. And these two guys were already on it. And they were like, all right, well, we'll see you later, Cozy. And they took off and left me to my fate. Wow. That's a, uh, Chad, you've got some atonement to yeah. make. Yeah. Is that what they say when you did something bad? Atonement, yeah. But anyway, Jennifer Lawrence Oscar-winning movie. Is it, sure, I gotta believe you. Wait, uh, almost as good as Gothic, featuring Jennifer Lopez, Halle Berry. Anyways, don't worry about it. Uh, so the next thing that I did last week, we had a little bit of redacted on my list, right? And I can now finally tell you what that is. I played dope little indie game. Not little at all. Called Deathbound. Everyone check it out. So Deathbound is... Um, it'll come to Steam Next Fest, which is February 5th through the 12th. For all those PC people, you'll be able to play the same demo that I did. But Deathbound is basically... It's a Souls-like. But the twist that they do is like a really, really cool twist. I think I actually was like, oh no, this is really neat. So the idea is that you have... Um, they're called... Give me one second. I gotta actually look at what these things are called. I'll call it, they're called essences, right? So the idea is like, okay, I'm I'm dropping into a world, you know, combat's difficult. You get to the little pillars and you say, you know, how, how Souls games work. But the twist is that you have these things called essences, right? So instead of having a character and making a build, you have multiple characters. So like one of them is like a rogue where it's like, all right, she's got daggers and she's got a crossbow. And then the other guy's got a, a sword and a shield, and the other one's a magician, yada, yada, yada. But, like, as you go, you do combat, like, you run at, all right, let me swing my uh, my little daggers or whatever, hit a button, you do a thing called a morphic strike, and you switch to one of the other characters. So you basically make a team of four different essences to fight in your souls thing, which is, like, that's a really cool, interesting twist. And you can change during either a dodge or an attack. So... Again, there's a little twist on it that I that I think is pretty neat and cool. Uh, I liked it a lot. Very challenging, very pretty, and just figuring out how to mix these different characters together, I think was cool. Because like I had five characters total, but I can only use the four. So like, all right, well, let me get the. I definitely kept the magic girl, but you know, she's not super strong. She can't take hits. So whenever I'm getting low as her, let me like shoot out lightning bolt, switch to the big shield dude, and just do an overhand attack as I'm actively switching into the next character. Um, so it was really, really dope. I really enjoyed it. Beat the demo. That last boss fight was was tough, uh, but we got through it. And I think whenever it comes out to Steam Next Fest, everyone should check it out. If you like soul stuff at all, and if you're like, all right, but what if the extra change up was that you had a party? I basically have like a Pokemon party in a Souls game. I really liked it. I really dig it. I think everyone should check that one out. It's really cool. Um. Yeah. Called you, Deathbound. A, I know the demo's coming February fifth or something like that. You said. Do we know like release date? Release date? No, not full release okay. date. It is uh, early access and demos and stuff. But you know, we'll see when it gets there. It's from Trial Forge Studio. 
Um, yeah, it'll be on Steam next week. Deathbound. Check it out. It'll be free. And see if you're as good as me. You're not, because I am the Elden Lord, as we all know. So I was the only <laughs> the <Elden> person. Lord. <laughs> I was the only person who was capable of playing this video game for the podcast. And uh, yeah, shout out to that. Very cool. That's all that I played over the past couple weeks, though. So I guess we'll go ahead and move on to our quest log. Is that the thing we do next? That is correct. Yeah. All right. Very good. Moving on to our quest log, Sam Barlow Mysteries. Why did I... Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. You guys notice, like, when I'm tired, like, I, it's uh, a rambling, just like a, a flow of ideas, right? Sure. I don't remember writing Sam Barlow Mysteries, <laughs> and I don't know the reference. I don't know if I was doing a Mike Tyson's mystery, if this is a Scooby-Doo reference. I don't know why I wrote that. I mean, the projects that we're discussing here are mysterious, and the press yes. release was, like, redacted to hell. It's like, maybe mm -hmm. that's what you're referencing. Do you think so? I need you to, to determine the mystery of how my mind works, because I don't know. Oh, I can't tell you. I asked people in our Go Live notification to tell us about ballerinas. <laughs> Who the fuck knows how my brain works, let alone how I'm going to figure out how yours works. Cozy, can you tell how my brain is working after you went across the country in three hours? Across the country and back, because he had to make it home for this. For, for those that are On a little ski. bit confused, <laughs> uh, I went cross-country skiing for three hours uh, earlier today, which means that I went to a park uh, and I skied around within like a 10-kilometer radius. I did not go across the country that is Canada and or the United States on my skis within the span of three hours. Yeah, so and somehow country skiing, these you went guys, aimless park skiing for three hours. I mean, sure, if you want to call it that. I do. If you want to be insulting. It's not insulting, <laughs> it's insulting. accurate. <laughs> no, insulting. All right, Sam Barlow Mysteries, whatever that means, from Tom Ivan at VGC. Sam Barlow has announced the next two games from Immortality Developer and Publisher Half Mermaid. Shortly after heavily redacted product pages for Project C and Project D e went live on Steam, Half Mermaid CEO shared a few details about the game, which will see him returning to the horror genre in an interview with Kind of Funny Games. Uh, which is really funny because he was just like live on the show because Immortality came to PS5 and he's like, oh, by the way, I just announced these two games. So I'll just talk about it here. Chad, what's going on that you're smiling about? That's I, so funny. I'm trying to figure out what, a, what you think a half a mermaid is. Like, what is a half mermaid? Is that... Just just the bottom could, half? Could, a, could someone have human legs and say only the top half of me is mermaid and then is just mm -hmm. a nudist with a seashell bra? Is a half mermaid? Could it, be. Is what it, if the half is in the middle, though? If it's in the middle and they have one fin leg, one human leg. No, and then, like split and down the middle. it's indistinguishable, the rest of it, except for it's, yeah. it can't speak on one side. And then it can sing really well on the other side of its face. Mm -hmm. So it's like whenever you have uh, stereo headphones, but one of them is busted, so you can only hear half the song. That's what it sounds like when she talks to you. You're like, wait a minute, I'm sorry, can you speak into my other ear? And she's like, I can't. I, I physically can't because I'm half mermaid down the middle. <laughs> so, really funny, I'm just looking at the, uh, the what do you call it, the logo for Half Mermaid Studios. Mm -hmm. And it just looks like a human being diving. So, <laughs> okay. So they went with the 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 top half is mermaid. Yeah, and then the bottom so half the, is it the, looks identical the human to half. a human being. Okay, that's yeah, good. It's really fun. That's it's good. really good. Sam Barlow. Um, more for the story. One of uh, so the Sam Barlow talking about Project C and Project D. One of them is in the tradition of immortality, uh, building on some of the tech, uh, some of that tech, but going in a cool direction. 
uh, I was talking about Project C is the immortality like. I think uh, you look at Steam tags, you can see that it's horror, sci-fi horror. It's a very cool premise. And then there's the other, Project D, that is for my old school fans that played Silent Hill Shattered Memories back in the day. This is a third-person survival horror game, but, like, take that and then imagine what happens if the Immortality team fuses with third-person survival mm. horror game. So... The, the, the latter one actually has me more excited than the former one. Immortality and the other game that we played that he made. Uh, he did Telling uh, Lies. What's the Telling other one? Lies. I did not play her story. Uh, telling her Lies. Story. Immortality. Both fine games. Both games I had a lot of fun with. I'm especially intrigued to see what he does with like a proper third-person horror game. Mm. Pro proper feels a little bit insulting. I, I don't mean it that way, but you, you get the idea. I think there's something potentially really cool about that if he's able to pull it off. Really fun thing here, when I was you know going through the story or whatever, I didn't add it in, but he did... Um, he wrote and designed on Silent Hill Origins and Silent Hill Shattered Memories. So he has done this thing yeah. in the past before he went and made his own studio. Well, you know, it's, this is a bit of a weird tangent, but like, um, you know, prior to uh, Konami announcing a whole slew of Silent Hill reboots very recently, uh, there had been a long period of time where the Silent Hill series was you know, just floundering before it went away. Silent Hill Origins on the PSP and then Silent Hill Shattered Memories on the Wii were viewed as like kind of like bright spots of like, oh, these are Silent Hill games not made by the original Japanese team that actually really work, uh, the Wii one especially. And it's it's kind of bittersweet that Sam Barlow's team never got another kind of crack at the apple to make another game because I feel like if they had been commissioned by Konami to then make another Silent Hill game on the, the PS3 360 afterwards. I feel like they could have made their best one yet. Um, but during that period of time, Konami was very much into, we got to just continue cycling through different studios, give them to random unproven talent that, you know, aren't necessarily going to do justice by the series. Um, but the upside to all that is Sam Barlow was able to, you know, move on and work on cool games like Her Story or Immortality and probably would not have been able to do so had he been locked into doing Silent Hill forever. I'm with you that I think Project D sounds more up my alley. Um, a third person horror obviously is is like it, it third person is generally the perspective that I connect with most and then horror is just a fun thing that I love playing. So uh, I'm into that. But also I'm, I listened to the podcast where he was on the kind of funny show. And one of the things that intrigued me is he talked about when they were making Silent Hill Shattered Memories, um, they were very much restricted <laughs> by what survival horror had to be at the time. Like survival horror is mm -hmm. you have to find a key that looks weird and has some kind of object on it. And that has to go to this door that does, and like, he says nowadays survival horror can be so many different types of things and it is it is morphed it is mutated you can do cool creative stuff with it so um to hear him talk about project d in that lens i was like oh that's really cool i'm i'm interested to see how you take that genre and do something weird and cool with it that's cool yeah i think i'm um so for listeners of the podcast uh i am not a 15 year old white boy but i feel like i'm entering that phase of my life where <gasps> those kids, you know, those weird white kids in school, like, got into the weird alt stuff. That's me and gaming right now, where I'm like, oh, immortality but sci-fi horror? Down for it. Let me click on pictures and it zooms to another horrifying thing. Oh, a small indie team making <laughs> a third-person survival horror? I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about it, dude. Like, give me the weird stuff now. Um, 
I will not gauge my ears, but I will enjoy these video games. Uh, am I getting that right, Chad? That's not really my culture, so I, I don't know if that's really I am not, if I'm, I'm doing it to, correct. Is he talking about emo kids? Is he talking about hipsters? I don't know who you're. Who I'm you're just talking about like alt about kids. Maybe they're emo. Maybe they're just alt. The the, the strange, the weird ones, the cool kids, but they were different. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking. About. Is it talking about gauged ears too so i don't i don't i don't know who you're who you're talking about I here's can't. the thing isn't like emo and goth different but sort of the same i i guess i thought you would know i'm so sorry i failed you on white culture i yeah i mean i can't go to my personal who experience are for the it. But anyways. white kids with <laughs> gauged ears that oh adam is talking about who are cool still but different and in his weird words, weird. I said alt. I think they're alt kids. Uh, first result, Quora.com. Why do people get gauges in their ears? I stretch my ears. Uh -huh. I'm going to grab some water. Cool. I'll be right back. Okay, Cozy's <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Go get your water, Cozy. Oh, hold on. Who are the Nephilim? Is that that? Is that what you're talking about? Nephilim? Is that, that what you're Nef okay. No, Nephilim are the offsprings of the sons of God and daughters of Adam. Oh, okay. Okay, great not that. Giants. Yeah, I don't. These were just like, dude, yeah, they just wore like leather, uh, like chained wallets and like flannel shirts, and they had like piercings and stuff like that. And are they're like, we don't ages? listen to. Hmm. How old are you? I am the same age as you. You are. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I guess those kids just weren't at my school. I don't know. Okay, for I anyone mean, out were, there, there were. Like punk emo kids who had the studded. Maybe I'm thinking of punk. Like the studded like alt punk. Yeah, like the belts and shit like that. They wore the giant yeah. jeans that were black that dragged along the floor and gathered dust everywhere. Mm -hmm. All the, yeah, they were sort of like emo slash goth kids a little bit. Yeah, that's me right now with gaming is what I'm saying. Okay, okay. <laughs> if it makes sense, if it comes around to us understanding culture. <laughs> And, and, you know, groups of people. That is me in gaming at the moment. Okay. I'm sorry, Chad. We both grew up in the South. One of us wasn't around white people. Actually, it sounds like neither one of us around white people. The way you made it sound. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> nice to have you back, Cozy. Uh, Cozy and that's we're like 80% stories... confident that we were referring to, like, punk emo goth kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's all the stories for today. So, we're going to move on to... <laughs> oh shit! Um, segment from Adam. Burn out, burn out. segment from Adam. Oh, lick up on my nips. Thank you, Chad, for that, that was arousing. Original. That was not me putting segment from Adam in another song. I just made that up as no. I went. That was all your own thing. I love yeah. it. Not alternate at all. Uh, yeah, this is a segment from Adam. This time, it's the end of the month, and there's a new. You know, how I like. Here we go. My stream of consciousness not making any sense. Yeah. You know, Adam, I'll make, speaking third person, Adam Gumbert, you know, he does certain segments and then he'll evolve them the next year a little bit, you know, like Game of the Year, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon's being John Malkovich. So what I did this time, at the end of every month, I would go through Metacritic and be like, what is the best reviewed games of the month? So we need, you know, games that people need to pay attention to. People like pay attention to for Game of the Year, even though it's January of the year. There's a little twist. Oh. Because... I got all of you little chuckleheads <laughs> into a room to do a Fantasy Critic League. This will also be when we update our Fantasy Critic League. Oh. So at the end of the month, we'll get scores for the best games. Some of those games were obviously on our rosters. We'll talk about it. So Let's see if that game one, that I put a $1 bid on last weekend went through. You got it, by the way. I did. I did. We'll okay. get there in a second. You did get it. Was, absolutely. Cool. 
All right. So these are Metacritic scores, not Open Critic, which is how fantasy works. But anyway, so Metacritic. Best uh, rated game of the month. It was Last of Us Part 2 Remaster at a 91. A name Chad hates because it's not congruent with the other <laughs> remaster. Uh, Tekken 8 at a 90. People like punching big, damn. strong, muscly men. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth at an 89, which is also the best reviewed <laughs> game in that entire series. And Yakuza, like a dragon, all of it. It's the best reviewed game. Um, Prince of Persia, Lost Crown fuck. at an 86. Should have listened to Adam. Good video game. Uh, and Turner Boy robs a bank at an 81. And I those bought the are goddamn the... play three days early version of Prince of Persia. Completely forgot it came out. <laughs> just didn't even play <laughs> it at all? Not even touched it. Haven't even loaded it up. Ah, oh, fuck. So for me, again, I played Turner Boy. It was very fun. For me, on the, personally, on this list, super excited for Prince of Persia. Everyone, the things people say about that game, that is my kind of game. That is my absolutely my number one. I know Last of Us, Tekken, and Infinite Wealth are good. Yeah, I'm not a fighting game guy. I don't really care about Like a Dragon, even though I'm sure it's good. And then a, ra- a remaster is a remaster, which is cool, but like I don't need to play that for Game of the Year. So for me, my number one game on here is Prince of Persia. I don't know, Adam, because Personally. God of War Valhalla was contentiously on our list for Game of the Year, and that was just was like on your a list. Blue, blue, blue. I mean, it was it was part uh-huh. of our top twenty-one alongside Everyone Killed Sonic. Yep. And <laughs> and I don't know, maybe the roguelite of this one makes it on there. I don't know. I am interested in that. I don't want to pay well, I guess you only pay ten bucks for it. Yeah, I will upgrade. be interested then in if I can get that on sale. Um but as far as me, like things I really want to play, yeah, it's Prince of Persia and Prince of Persia only. Prince of Persia is definitely the one game on this list that I'll probably check out later on in the year. If like especially if Metroid Prime Four somehow doesn't materialize, <laughs> I'll want some sort of like Metroidvania fix to take its place, and that might actually be the key. Very cool, Chad. Anything you're looking at? Prince of Persia. I, can you can you do me a favor? Anytime that we talk about this game, can you call it Final Fantasy VII Prince of Persia, and then I'll play yeah. it. I so will make sure to prioritize you it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. After Rebirth comes out, maybe you'll find time. But that leads to the second part of this segment. We're going to look at our critically gets to the end of the month. We've had a full month since the draft. Well, not a full month, a couple weeks. And we're going to see where the scores stand. There is, in fact, currently a winner and two losers. Well, okay, there's a winner <laughs> because say. you chose two January games, and we took risks ah, on games that is. haven't that come is true. out yet. <laughs> so, as far as go, I'll go by the team of the order that I see them in, right? So, Cozy, zero points, hasn't made any moves. That's fine. The games he drafted were... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades 2, Earthblade, Final Fantasy XIV, Dawn Trail, Metro Prime 4. Everything's there. No counter picks, no pickups. You know, it's fine. None of his games came out yet. It's cool. Next up is Chad's team, Boobisoft. <laughs> so good. Drafted Metaphor Refantasio, Black Myth Wukong, Princess Peach Showtime, Mario vs. Donkey Kong Remake, Sinuous Saga Hellblade 2, and just recently picked up Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. So that is a, a move that Chad has made. <laughs> and then as for Adam's team, um, who boy, uh, there's some stuff going on here. So I drafted Persona 3 Reload, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Hollow Knight Silk Song, uh, Elden Ring Shadow of the Earth Tree, and Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is a 90 on Open Critic, which means I have 20 points. I also picked up Tekken 8, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door Remake. 
Uh, Flight Simulator 2024 and Rise of the Golden Idol. Tekken 8 is also a 90 on Open Critic. So Adam is currently sitting at 40 points yeah. and only one spot needed to fill out my roster. Yeah, which means and you guys are I've still got four other spots when Banger is going to announce this summer. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, which ones do I want to drop and which ones I got to pick up? And I was like, I'm just going to shovel them all in my mouth at once. And I don't have to worry about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I will also say it's oh, yeah. very hard to get a 90. So I've got two 90s already, just I've saying. Got, I've got two Nintendo games in here. And the best uh -huh. Metal Gear Solid 3 game that most people think exists being remade. It, it's the best Metal Gear Solid game to come out within the n most recent five years. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Maybe. See? Uh, what were you going to say, Cozy? You seem like you had something to uh, rebuttal. No, I mean, Chad kind of took the words out of my mouth. I'm just playing the long game. I'm waiting for Nintendo to release their first Nintendo Direct, Microsoft to do their thing. You know, I'm just waiting for the right opportunity to shovel all the games in my gullet. No, I'm with you. Yeah, this is definitely a long game, but I wanted to do an update. And I'm just very lucky that two of my games happen to score super high. That's I'm just gloating while I can. Uh, and that's it for my segment for the day. Of the month. And that the brings week, us to year. Game on Game Show. The Game on Our Game Show. We play a game called Game on the Game Show on Our Game Show. Game, 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 game. Throwing it to Cozy. Thank you, Chad. Uh, for tonight's Game on Game Show, we are returning to TMI with NPD for the year 2009. Ooh, so nice. I want to say this right up front. 2008. One thing we talked about there was how 2008 was kind of a down year for a lot of the video game consoles. There were still a lot of games that came out, a lot of very consequential games, but across the Wii 360, PS3, not a lot of very super iconic releases. My memory of 2009 is I remember 2009 being a year where it really felt like releases on all three consoles really picked up, even on the Wii, despite it, people still being very critical of it at the time for abandoning the core gamer, so to speak. Um, and yet, man, oh man, this list was tough to write for reasons that will soon become apparent once we get into it. Uh, so, Question. Yes. So we're still, Wii U has not come out yet, correct? So we're still 360 PS3 Wii? Wii U is still a few years off. Okay. We're still a Just few sure. years out from it. Uh this time around, we have a new rule. Uh, the Chad Lock is still in play, which means that after the second clue, Chad can say Chad Lock and potentially lock in on uh, one potential guess. Uh, Madden is out of play, as usual, which means that I will tell you right here and right now that this year's Madden is at the number four spot. And new to the 2009 list, Call of Duty is also out of play because from here on out, Call of Duty will always be on these lists. Uh, this year's Call of Duty is at the number one spot. So you don't need to worry about what the number one is spot that, will be. Uh, that's the uh, the first... Don't guess it. I will give you... I will let you guess what it is at the end for potential bonus points if we get it to oh, I wasn't going to say anything about which game it was, but I, I think I was going to say... 2023 was the first time Hogwarts Legacy beat... Uh, Hogwarts Legacy was the highest-selling game of last year. Right. And it was the first time in the, 15 the highest... years that Call of Duty was not number one. Since Neither a Call of Duty nor a Rockstar game like Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead. All right. Uh, because of that, we will now be going and starting with the number 12th game on this list okay. because Madden and Call of Duty are both out of play. Are we ready? Yes. Let's go... All right, here we go. I'm a Number 12. <laughs> the 12th 
best-selling game of the year 2009 per the NPD group is an Xbox 360 exclusive. It's an expansion. Halo th- oh, to, shit. to another popular Xbox 360 exclusive. It generated controversy at the time of its release for launching at 60 American dollars, despite its developer originally wanting to release it at a more reduced price. And that developer was called Bungie. Halo 3 map pack? That is incorrect. Oh, Halo 3 ODST. Halo 3 ODST is the correct That's response. Right. That's an expansion? I, it, I thought that was just a whole it, game. It's like a... It's one of those weird things yeah. where, like, it is much more elaborate than just a run-of-the-mill expansion. It is basically its own campaign, you know, based within Halo 3's engine. But, like, it's one of those weird things where, like, everybody kind of regards it as an expansion despite that. I do think it is, like, lingering frustration, again, at the fact that Microsoft charged full price for it when maybe they could have been a little bit, you know... Less stingy. That on was that the one front. where you could shoot the Moa birds, right? You can kill them, and then they made those Pringles what? about them. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> those Halo All right, Moa number Pringles. eleven. <laughs> oh, I never. The eleventh best-selling game of the year two thousand nine per the NPD Group is an action adventure game. Mm. It's a sequel to a game that was itself regarded as one of the first next-gen experiences. That is incorrect of the PS3 360 era. It prominently features a character called Mario. And Mario Galaxy 2? It's a game. Mario Galaxy 2? That is incorrect. Adam, only you can respond now. Okay. Okay. It's a game that was developed by the Montreal based studio of French video game developer Ubisoft. A Ubisoft Wii game that features Mario. An action-adventure, you said, huh? Just repeat them real quick for me. You're smiling, but I don't know. (laughs) The 11th best-selling game of the year 2009 per the NPD group is an action-adventure game. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a sequel to a game that was itself regarded as one of the first next-gen experiences of the PS3 360 era. It prominently features a character called Mario, and it is a game developed by Ubisoft Montreal. Oh, Mario's a trick. Um, Assass- yeah, yeah, it's Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 2. I see. He's a great response. Yeah. Sneaky snake. It is a very, it is a very prominent character in the oh, game yeah. called He's Mario. Very much, it's me, Mario, your yeah. uncle, yeah. or whatever he says. Yes, very good. Very it's good. so funny right. too. Like you 10. meet him, and all he says is "Wahoo." That's it's yeah, wild. it's weird. Number ten, the tenth best-selling game of the year two thousand nine per the NPD Group, is a returning game from the previous two years list. <laughs> this is a game that appeared on the two thousand seven and the two thousand eight list. Rock Band 1. That is incorrect. Okay. It's a Wii game that I am tired of talking about. That is correct. Yeah. Chad has one point. <laughs> <But> we play. <laughs> ah, number nine. The ninth best-selling game of the year, 2009, per the NPD group, is another returning Wii game. Although, this time, it's only from last year's list. Mario Kart. 
That is correct. Adam has three points. <laughs> These lists are stupid, man. <laughs> number, number eight. The eighth best-selling game of the year 2009 per the NT NPD group is another returning game Jesus. from the 2008 list. Unlike the previous two entries, it was available on the Wii, but not exclusive to Guitar it. Guitar Hero World Tour. That is incorrect. It is a game that did make heavy use of peripherals. Rock Band. That is incorrect. Rock Band 2. Okay. That is correct. Oh, Chad has two points. It's going to be one of them. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> I was like, which of these fucking... Wasn't there like three Guitar Hero games last time? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was close to that. All right, here we go. Number seven. The seventh best-selling game of the year 2009 per the NPD group is yet another returning oh game God. from the 2008 list. Like the previous entry, it was available Guitar on the Hero Wii. World Tour. That is correct. <laughs> which means that... <laughs> These lists Chad are and Adam are both tied with... I don't even want to be points tied, Chad. This, is, this list is not worth it. This is not a, this is, right. Yeah, this is not a fun list. Come on. This is 2008, uh, just again. <laughs> yeah. Number six. All right, good, good news about this one. This one is actually unique to this list. Okay. Uh, the sixth best-selling game of the year 2009 per the NPD group is a platforming game. We briefly discussed it last year during the review of a boss game. We. That is correct, which means that Chad pulls ahead to the lead. All right, here we go. <laughs> Number five. Number five. The fifth best-selling game of the year 2009 per the NPD group is another Wii game. It's a sequel to a game that sold extremely well, but said game was excluded from past NPD lists. Most likely, I suspect, because of a technicality. It takes place... Zelda Twilight Princess? That is incorrect. It takes place on Woohoo Island. A Wii Sports Resort. Came, that is correct. Wow. Yeah, Wii Sports, the original, not included on the NPD list, no, even though if you... Right. If you were to include it on these lists, Wii Sports, the original, would probably like be at the top, like within like the top one or two spots. But because it's bundled with the console, they probably didn't include it. Mm -hmm. All right, number four is Madden. Uh, Adam, do you want to guess who is on the cover? Oh boy, Bill 2010. Uh, no, not Barbara Bill Gates. Is it Drew Brees? Uh, no, in fact. Uh, Madden NFL 10 was the first game to feature two players on the cover. Oh, no, no, no. I, remember. I remember. And Barbara Streisand. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Larry Fitzgerald and uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is correct of the Arizona Cardinals. However, mm -hmm. you got the other person incorrect. Oh, no, it's Troy Palomalu. My bad. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those guys. Amazing. All right. Number three. The hey, third best-selling game. Ask, ask yes. me who was on the cover of Assassin's Creed 2. It was that CEO. Well, uh, you, <laughs> I, okay, I know okay. things about covers too. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. Real quick, who, who guessed number five correct for Wii Sports Resort? Adam. That was you, Adam? Yeah. Okay, so you're both tied. Mm -hmm. Both tied with four points. Uh, the third best selling game 
of the year 2009 per the NPD group is another Wii game that technically was not listed on the previous year's list. It is a game. Smash Bros. Brawl. That, mm, that is incorrect. It's a game that also takes place on Woohoo Island. And it also makes use of the Wii Motion Plus. And it introduced a character that was later added into the Smash Bros. series, starting with Smash 4. Hmm. Was it... Uh, no, you said it wasn't on last time's list. Technically not. Hmm. I'll go through and I'll read the clues again. The third best-selling game of the year 2009 for the NPD group. That is correct. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to think, I was like, what's the sequel of this thing? And then I was like, was it We Fit You? Because then that would be... Fuck. No. So here's my question. Cozy, you might know because you might have more stuff. So We Fit, obviously, is just like a game where you exercise on a balance board. The fact that it takes place on Woohoo Island is stupid. It doesn't take place in a place. It's just you, you do exercises. I feel like just to kind of cross my T's and dot my I's. No, you're good. When I'm they saying that's stupid for them to say this takes place in a real place. <laughs> Worth pointing out that when they introduced the island in We Fit in the original game, uh, it was just called We Fit Island then. And mm. then with We Sports Resort, they took place on the same island, and that's when they rebranded it to Woohoo Island. Gotcha. Yeah, it's the lore of Woohoo Island. Why is all there right. a lore to an exercise game? That's all I'm saying. It's silly. I don't know. Number two, the second best-selling game of the year 2009 per the NPD group is a game very closely related to another game that's already on this list. Mario Galaxy. Incorrect. It is a returning Wii game from last year's list. Wii Fit. That is correct. Why? Why? (laughs) Why? So we're tied? Which means... Yeah, you're tied. Oh, this will okay. be good. Chad. Number one. The- I, <laughs> so I, have to, I have to let you know, I know the answer to this. Well, I do too. Yeah, because I lo- when what, they talked about... What Hollywood, is the answer? It's Modern Warfare 2. He looks say that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, when they, when they uh, talked about Hogwarts Legacy outselling it, I was like, oh, what was the first one? And I, so I, I learned what it was. But he admitted to cheating, so I win by default. I, Chad I looked it up days ago. Hmm. All right. Well, you know what? I don't have any. I'll, I'll make up some clues on the spot. Let's go to lower down on the list. Let's go to the number 13th okay. spot on the okay. list. All right. The 13th best selling game of the year 2009, per the NPD group, is a horror game. 2009. It is a game that stars an action-like hero who is not the protagonist. Resident Evil 5. That is correct. I guess mm. Chad wins. 5 was in 2009, huh? Yeah. First Resident Evil game I ever played was 5. Yeah. Really? Uh, s- yep. Some other highlights from the uh, 11 to 20 spots. Uh, at number 17, we have DJ Hero. Oh, that so, one was fun. L- yeah. L- a little sad that it's not, you know, quite making those Guitar Hero numbers. But anyways. Uh, and at the number 18 spot, we have Batman Arkham Asylum. Wow. Oh, all the way at 18. Wow. Huh? Yeah, right? Yeah. Did that come out late in the year or well, something? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because it definitely was like 
November, De- December, October ish. Mm. I feel like that like, was yeah, also the one that good. really blew up. Yeah. Like people didn't like the Dark Knight. Right. Like people didn't give a shit until it, that one came out. And Rocksteady itself was like an unproven developer, yeah. so nobody really knew what to expect out of them. Will Suicide Squad kills oh, the Justice League be That's the number eighteenth like, selling game of its? You can month. play that this, this week. This week, yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's coming soon. Just needed to do we'll seventy-three or better. <laughs> and that is TMI with NPD for the year two thousand nine. Look forward Ooh. to two thousand and ten. Two weeks from now. Thank you, Cozy. That's the end of Game on Game Show, and that is the end of episode 341 of Respawn Aim Fire. Uh, Homework. Play Signalis, Signalis, Signalis. Play it uh, now. Signalis. This is, is, uh, I'm telling this to myself. Play it now. Play Final Fantasy VII, Signalis. And uh, we will be discussing that next week prior to our our podcast, our regular podcast. Uh, so play that along with us. Send in your thoughts. If you want to be on the show, be on the show. Send us a little bird. Send us a bird with a note tied to it. Don't train it. I just, I'm really curious to see if it gets here on its own or what happens. Uh, I also have people all over the country with rifles instructed to shoot any bird they see. So um, wow. if it gets here, any you bird. get $30 Canadian from Alex's wallet because I don't know how to convert money and send it to people. Um, 30 loonies. Yeah, you'll have to mail me a physical letter, though, to remind me to do it. Correct. But don't put anything else in that physical... If you put a sticker with that physical letter, then it has to go through customs. Immediately void. Yeah, Yeah. it has to go through customs. So it can only be a letter reminding him. Anyway, so yes, go to go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. Uh, we have a reminder set up in my phone for three days from now to put up the poll for next month's barf so that we can reveal what that is next Sunday. Um, that's going to be a fun one for Alex's birthday. It, what is it? It's the PS3 360. Is that what we decided? It is. Okay. Uh, let me go to our Twitter DMs real quick. It is. Oops, all PS3 360 action games. It's a choice between Asura's Wrath, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 1, uh, Dante's Inferno, or Lollipop Chainsaw. Cool. I've only played Dante's Inferno on that list, so I'm, that'd, that'd be cool if I played Ooh. something new. Uh, yeah, so go vote for that this week. Uh, while you are there, you also can watch... This is the final week of exclusivity for Elf Strike Bowling, Elf Bowling, The Great North Pole, Elf Strike. Did I get? I got almost correct. This week. Wait, was that I think, actually? Correct? I think that's correct. Yes. I think so. Uh, elf bowling, the Great North Pole, Elf Strike. Here we go. Uh, Why so- is Elf in that title twice? That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because they have to let you know it's related to the game, Elf Bowling. Yeah. And then if obviously. they were just like the Great North Pole Strike, then they're like, oh my god, wait, are the penguins? Are the polar bear? Are the, are the elves? Is it Santa? Is it pirate? Elf brother? bowling. We go to Fiji. <laughs> they do go to Fiji. It is like a tourism. That whole movie is basically just a tourism ad for Fiji. Um, yeah. So go go uh, uh, take a look at that. I actually hold on. I have some bad news, Chad. Oh, fuck, did I mess it the up? The actual full title of the movie is Elf Bowling. The movie colon the great north pole elf strike we forgot the movie part well next week i'll be announcing that it's available to everyone so i'll have another shot at it speaking of uh we will be recording a special raf game show with a special guest host in special circumstances on uh i'm not going to announce a date or who it is right now because things can always change and i don't want to commit to things publicly yet uh so yeah we'll have a special one of those it will be a week late for all of you patrons. So just know that's coming. 
It'll be a week late in, uh, in February. You'll be able to listen to that exclusively until the end of the month. Everyone else, you'll get access to it on March 1st. There may be some kind of significance as to why you might want to listen to it before, I don't know, the end of March. Um, so everyone look forward to that. Patreon.com slash Respawning Fire. You can get early access to that. And that's all the things that I've decided we're going to talk about now. Oh, no. Last thing. Wednesday, January 31st. Cozy Bear Cooking. Twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live. Twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go watch that. I'll be in the chat. You'll be in the chat. Papa John's. Um, very exciting stuff. Alex, thanks so much for joining us and for doing TMI with NPD and for letting me win this time. Um, so there was a question in the chat. Are Not you giving problem. mustache rides? Am I giving mustache rides at PAX? Uh, I mean, I certainly will look into it. I, I'm definitely not stalling for time because I don't know what a mustache ride is and I don't want <laughs> to oh, give Google a response it. that would incriminate me. Except instead of the Google search bar, go to the Pornhub search bar and Google yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, perfect. And with that, here's our usual sign-off. Don't Google mustache rides, everyone.